Hey everyone, welcome to the Voices in Japan podcast with your hosts Ben and Burke. On today's show, we talk about the things you do subconsciously or that seem so normal to you because you have been living in Japan for a while now that you don't notice them anymore. And only when you go back to your home country for a visit or whatever. Uh, when your friends and family make fun of you for doing those things, that you actually notice them. So, today we discuss 10 behaviors and habits that make you think, Have I been in Japan too long? Enjoy! Did you get to read this article I sent you? You know you've been in Japan too long when. Dot, 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 dot. Yeah, and it reminded me there's like a book that、uh, is kind of like a comic book. I used to always see at bookstores when I go and hang out in bookstores、uh, for a few hours every Sunday to kind of get over homesickness and stuff. <laughs> and I actually got the book as a present from a friend, but yeah, you've been in Japan too long. So. Some of the things in that book、uh, were on this list. But yeah, I did have a、oh. chance to look at it. Yeah. When, when was that? When did you read that book? How long ago? Man, I got that when I was still on the JET program. And、uh, like he thought it was a pretty appropriate gift because he had just moved to Japan and he had been there for like two years in Tokyo and then he was leaving. And I'd been in Japan for like five years. So it's kind of like this joke like you've been in Japan too long. But it's like I'd only been here five years compared to like <laughs> being here for so much, much longer. Yeah. But so yeah, that was like、yeah. back in like 2006 or something.、Uh, okay. Yeah. Because this article was written in、uh, 2014. So a little bit more recent, six, seven years ago from,、uh, from now. So maybe some of these things、uh, might not appear in the book you read. I don't know. I、uh, guess we can find out. Mm. Mm. So this one's a list of、uh, 10 things to.、Uh, To notice if you've been in Japan too long. But I mean, the, the title kind of makes it th- come across as a negative thing, like you've been in, t- in Japan too long. But this article is, is not, really,、uh, is not really like that. It's just kind of、um, interesting、uh, points to kind of notice about yourself. Uh, you know, daily habits that you've picked up、uh, because you've been in living Japan for so long, for such a long time, that you might not even notice yourself until someone kind of points them out to you. Right. So the first one, well, actually, number one on this list, which was,、uh, which was quite a good one that, that I never really thought of,、um, is the, the very thought of taking a bath without showering first makes you feel dirty. Yeah, this one is kind of like it.、Uh, I mean, it's very applicable to Japan because there is a very big bathing culture.、Um, do you, but you don't really take baths, you were saying, right? Or at least the Japanese style? Yeah.、Uh, well, I guess when it's not wintertime, I don't really take baths just because of、uh, the time. Like, I, I like to kind of wash quickly and get out and do stuff. But,、uh, but when it's the wintertime, man, I, I love to take a bath.、Uh, we usually take one every, every couple of days in our household. 
So, you know, like once you come out of uh, a nice hot steaming bath, you just feel, com- you know, so warm and you're just a lot more relaxed and you can sleep better, I find. So, yeah, wintertime, definitely take baths. Yeah. And this How about is, you? Uh, well, yeah, like I was saying I kind of started taking baths a lot more when I was uh, started taking them with my daughter uh, as she was young. But before that, I did kind of same thing, maybe after going snowboarding for a day or something, come back home. If we didn't stop at a onsen, maybe jump in a bath uh, to kind of uh, relax some muscles or whatever, kind of recover a little bit. But mm-hmm. this is kind of describing that culture in Japan where, um, I mean, first of all, we talked about it before, but the bath is kind of like a big unit where you've got like a washing area usually uh, next to the ofuro. And uh, yeah, in Japan, everyone kind of, there's a culture of uh, washing your body first and then getting into the bath. And as this article explains, in the West, it's usually uh, kind of getting in the bath. You also do all your washing while you're in the bath. Yeah, bathing in your own shit, basically, right? <laughs> and I never I never realized that until I kind of started bathing in Japan. And I kind of thought back to like my childhood days where I, you know, I used to play football. And in the weekends, we'd have a local game, come home just like covered in mud. And then I just like jump in the bath and clean myself and i'll be cleaning all this mud and crap into the bath and just sitting there (laughs) just like literally bathing in my own dirt yeah and and it's horrible (laughs) and everyone does that like in england yeah i mean i think uh i mean a lot of people bubble baths and stuff you know kids take a lot of bubble baths uh, in the u.s but as this article was explaining like in japan everyone will kind of use the same bath water and stuff so (laughs) If you had gone to like soccer practice, football practice, whatever, and had bathed in that water, obviously your parents aren't going to get in that water after you to bathe. But in Japan, yeah, like it'll start off and go through the whole family and everyone will take their turns, um, getting into the bath. So like, you know, it's like a hour and a half or something, uh, that everyone's using the same, uh, bathing water and stuff. And it's still clean at the end of it where it should be. It is, but. And uh, it didn't mention in this uh, article itself, but I kind of thought about it when I was uh, reading it. And then somebody mentioned it in the comments as well. But, I mean, it's like whenever you go to onsen as well, I mean, the bathwater itself is obviously really hot. I mean, you know, fighters and stuff uh, cut weight in baths too. Uh, so you're sweating and everything while you're in the bath. So the water doesn't <laughs> exactly stay completely uh, clean. Right, right, right. Well, it was like the the onsens and the public baths. That the water's kind of circulated, right? They have like some kind of system, right? Like especially the the onsen, especially. But um, yeah, I guess the home bath not so much. So they're probably, I mean, well, you know, is in the Japanese custom they wash themselves completely, so they shouldn't really have any kind of dirt in there. But like you said, if they sweat, which if the bath's really hot then you're probably going to leave a little bit of, uh, yeah, some, I don't know, dirty fluids around. or Crime and if you, Yeah, maybe, maybe some pubes or something. I think I've noticed a couple of times in ours. <laughs> some loose hairs. <laughs> um, uh, well, the other thing, too, is like, uh, have you ever been to Onsen before? And then, like, sometimes you kind of notice stuff floating in the water. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about, like, it kind of looks like plants or maybe, like, some kind of grimy oh. rubbish or something, you know? Like it's fallen down from trees or something. 
Well, that too, but sometimes it's kind of like, I mean, it literally looks like chunks of dead skin, but it's obviously not dead skin because <laughs> nobody would be shedding that much dead skin. And then you're kind of like, is this part of, this part of the treatment? I don't, I don't know where, I don't know where you're bathing, mate, but no, I haven't seen that. You never noticed that? Well, <laughs> no. I'm just saying, don't, don't look at the water too closely sometimes when you go to the own sense, you know, especially the public one where there's, you know, oh, like, man, I'm, I'm definitely going to look out for it next time I go to an onsen. I'm going to look for like skin, old people's skin <laughs> well it's obviously not skin because it's like i mean it's like gray dark gray but i mean kind of like what you're saying too like uh last time we went to an outdoor onsen a uh, rotembaro and they had like uh you know there's a lot of stuff from the trees there was even bugs a lot of bugs that were kind of floating in the mm. water and this was like a really <laughs> high class onsen too so that was very disappointing to say the least <laughs> I, I i don't mind so much when it's you know foliage but when it's like yeah, insects and, and bugs, that's probably not the uh, the image that you want of a you know a tranquil onsen. Exactly, but the other mm. thing, yeah, and then the other thing that's kind of weird is like in Japan, um, yeah, not I mean people do take bubble baths, I'm sure, but uh, yeah, this whole bathing culture, it's just the water usually, right? Like no one's mm. and even and he even kind of mentions it, I think in this, like you're not really supposed to uh, get like uh, into the bath like a soap soap remaining on your body or something you know so right right and and what's the great thing about the the japanese kind of style of bathing they have the the cover tops to cover the bath so the water remains hot the whole time so even if you're last in a huge family bathing maybe like an hour later from when the actual bath was filled up the water's still nice and hot which yeah. is really nice Usually, like yeah, and they also have, mm. like, a gadget attached to some of the ofro that you can push it, and it's, like, a warm jet spring, uh, mm. kind of like a jet spring that, like, reheats the water and stuff. Yeah. Like, have you ever had that in your family where there's kind of, uh, uh, you know, a uh, hierarchy of who goes first and who goes last? Is it, like, done by age or something like that or, or anything? <laughs> well, I don't really know. I'm I'm always going last in my household. Yeah, <laughs> um, for no particular reason. I think I'm just yeah naturally uh, the just the last one to bathe for for some reason. So you're the dirty one leaving the hair, <laughs> yeah. hairs in there and stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, well, in ours, yeah, just by default, like the kids are getting bathed first, and then along with my mama's help or not my mom, my wife is like helping them. So mm. I'll be the last. But like when I would go stay with my Japanese cousins and stuff, it was kind of the same thing. The father would usually go last. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Right. So usually uh it's what the the head of the household goes last. Well, it's usually the kids, like. yeah. And I think mm. uh I mean I, I don't know. I think most cases maybe the mom would go after the kids, but so then the the probably the person at the end can relax the longest. They have the, the most time in the bath too. In the dirty water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the man of the house gets to bathe in everyone's shit. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> so that was number one, yeah. Number yeah. one. So I don't know. Does this apply to you? Do you, um, yeah, does the very thought of taking a bath without showering first, Ben, make you feel dirty? It does now, yeah. Now thinking back to, to my childhood days, like I don't think I would have a bath back at home anymore without showering. But if I was in England, I'd just have a shower now. I wouldn't have a regular bath anymore. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I think it does apply to me. How about yourself? Yeah, I think this is, uh, 
Yeah, I guess this qualifies as something that may show that you've been in Japan too long if you feel this mm. way. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah. How All about right. uh, number two? Uh, this one actually might be dated, but uh, you ask for a non-smoking table in a restaurant when you visit your home country. Yeah, this one probably doesn't apply to uh, to British people because everywhere is uh, no smoking now. Yeah, like, there's been a smoking ban since uh, 2007, I think, in England. So you can't smoke anywhere inside. Yeah, well, I think that's kind of what this was saying, though, is because uh, even though that's the case in your home country, when you go home, you may ask for a non-smoking table, and they'll be like, why are you asking? You know, everything mm. is already non-smoking. But this is kind of saying, well, you've been in Japan, so you're, you're used to asking for uh, or being asked for a smoking or non-smoking table. Oh, right, because there's actually still uh, smoking in public places in japan yeah well that was the thing the opposite of other countries yeah but that's kind of mm. the thing about this article though because you know this again as you mentioned was what 2014 is when this was right. written yeah and uh the uh kind of what was it the blanket policy of uh non-smoking restaurants or non-smoking in restaurants was introduced when was that 2019 or something uh in in england no in in japan Oh, wasn't it last year? Not 2020? Oh, yeah, that's right. It was, I just found it, April 1st, 2020, yeah. So it was oh, last yeah. year. Um, uh, but, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, when do you say, um, you know, it's not 100% strict. Like, if you can designate a smoking area for customers. Oh, dude, it's not, it's not strict at all. Like, even though that law came out, every where that i used to go or still go as in the the restaurants and bars they haven't changed at all like they ha they still have people smoking there um yeah they they haven't stopped people from smoking some bars um even before the law came out just decided to have no smoking but that was because they wanted to do that not because of any law but uh, the places that i still go to now they haven't changed so it doesn't feel like uh there is a non-smoking law yeah. in Japan. Yeah, well, I think if they, I mean, I don't know, they're probably not enforcing it, just like you said, but I, I, there's like some conditions that the restaurant can meet, apparently, and then they don't need, and then they're allowed to um, have smoking uh, and eating in the same room, but they have to make mm. it clear that it's that type of establishment. Um, but uh, I think it said, I can't remember exactly what it said, but... Um, well, it's not about like size, like how big the restaurant or bar was or is a kaya. Um, so if it's, so it, depending on, yeah, how many seats or tables they have, that's when the law kind of applies. So if it's like a really small place, like say you had like two, two or three tables, uh, capacity of like 10 people, then the law doesn't apply to those people. Yeah, and I was saying too that uh, like uh, if it's run by, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the owner, uh, then it can be exempt in Tokyo. Um, mm. And also, I mean, I mean, this was claiming that uh, only about forty-five percent of businesses across Japan uh, would actually go non-smoking. It was saying, right, right, because yeah, there's a lot of smokers in Japan. I mean, smoking's so cheap as well. Like, still, I think like a pack of cigarettes is. 500 yen about which is ridiculously cheap compared to uh 
uh, Western countries or other countries. Yeah, and I think this is also talking about like uh, burning tobaccos, so like e-cigarettes and stuff are not aren't uh, they don't necessarily fall under the rules for uh, banned smoking inside restaurants as well. Oh man, I hate e-cigarettes. Well, I mean they kind of smell anyway, don't they? Like, exactly. Don't they? Yeah. And they almost like smell worse than the than like regular cigarettes. They have a different kind of fragrance that's released. I don't know. It's, it's like it's, it smells a lot like like more like mold rather than uh, <laughs> tobacco. Yeah, which I'm not sure. Which I'm pretty sure tobacco smells better, even though it's not that favorable either. Yeah, well, or it'll smell like uh, super perfume or something. Like. Yeah, well that that I don't mind because it's kind of like those. Uh, those Turkish pipes, what they call the shisha pipes, they're, they're quite good, you know, where where it smells of raspberry flavor or strawberry or something, because uh, that's actually quite pleasant as a, you know, compared to, to nicotine or tar. Oh, yeah, definitely. But mm. I don't know if you're eating your meal. I don't know if you want to be sitting in someone else's blanket of rosemary. <laughs> Unless you're like in uh, some kind of little tea shop or something. Exactly. <laughs> in scones. Yeah. But yeah, so if you're asking for a uh, non-smoking table in your home country, if it's like the US or maybe the UK or places in Europe where it's already, there's no smoking inside anyways, people might look at you funny and could be a mm. sign that you've been in Japan too long. Right, right. Have you done that then the last time you went home to uh, to the States? Uh, I don't think so. So <laughs> this one doesn't apply to me. I don't think. I, I don't yeah, think I've made I, this I, mistake. I don't think this applies to me either. Yeah, just because I every time I go home and I go to a restaurant or a bar, there's always like hundreds of people outside smoking cigarettes. So then straight away I know, okay, outside is the smoking section. It's quite obvious. Hmm. All right, let's move on. Uh, this one number number three. You give someone a gift because they gave you a gift. So this is a big Japanese kind of custom is to give gifts, um, like exchanging business cards at meetings. Um, Nengajo, New Year's cards giving is, is another big one, right? So a lot of people, when they give a New Year's card to their co-workers, or relatives they usually once they've received those they write back to them within what a couple of days i think um i don't i, I actually don't do this anymore i stopped doing uh the nengajo tradition so yeah when people give cards to me i don't send them back anymore so it's probably not a nice thing to do and they <laughs> probably talk about their f- that, tell their friends about me how stingy I am with the New Year cards. How gaijin you are. That's a yeah. sign. That's a sign that you haven't been in Japan long enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I used to. I did. I stopped doing it about three years ago. Yeah, we just do it because uh, we have like a, a list of people from our wedding. So usually, uh, everyone on our like wedding list is usually included in our Nengajo. Uh, tradition you used to be on there but i don't think i have your new address <laughs> since you moved once i, I don't think i've ever received a nengaju from you burke sure you have <laughs> have you have you received one from me no 
No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you must have just uh, missed the threshold of when I gave up. <laughs> <laughs> missed the threshold of like important people in your life. <laughs> um, what? Um, who, so who wrote them in your family? Or did you have some kind of automatic program that did it all for you? Well, we did like the, I mean, the one that we went to a program to create a nice one. And then, you know, I write like one sentence on there or something. <laughs> yeah. But that's, but anyways, that's talking about Nengajo. This is kind of talking about gifts. So like, people <laughs> yeah. give gifts a lot for like <clears throat> congratulatory occasions. Uh, like, we just went through this whole thing because we had a child born. So, a lot of people, uh, you know, sent us uh, gifts oh, or something from yeah. families and stuff. And we had to return. Yeah, my, mine's in the post, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our daughter, by the way, has been crying since. And so, no <laughs> gift from Ben. Um, Call up JV Post and complain. <laughs> <laughs> but we had to, yeah, we had to, like, uh, keep track of everybody we received something from. So, we could uh, go through the process of returning, uh, you know, doing the old okayashi where you return some sort of gift that cannot be as expensive as what you received but needs they to can't be as expensive as what you received so they should be cheaper yeah because you don't want to you gotta you have to kind of let the whole process die out you know like because uh, <laughs> if you get something too nice and they're going to feel obligated to give you something back mm. and we kind of went right. through the process with this like uh it wasn't like a formal gift but uh um somebody Gave us kind of like some homemade sweets uh, that we weren't even wow. expecting to receive something from them. Uh, they live kind of close to us. Uh, so then we we're like, oh, well, we'll return like, uh, you know, the same thing we're giving to everybody who's kind of giving giving us a, a gift. And um, so some kind of like cookies. And uh, apparently that made them obligated to give something back to us. They gave us like um, a bag full of um, mikan, the oranges. <laughs> And then we were like, do we have to return something? And we're like, no, let's let it, let it stop at this. At the meat. So. <laughs> the meat cuns was it. That was the final straw. <laughs> exactly. You know, we don't want it to keep dragging on. But I mean, when yeah. people are like in the hospital and stuff, uh, like some, somebody was in the hospital at one of my companies and uh, we went to visit them, kind of gave them a gift of cash to help them out with their, uh, medical bills. But then unexpectedly, like they sent us, some nice like dressing or something from Daimaru was like a return gift for giving them money while they were in the hospital. What, like some salad dressing or something? Yeah, I mean, it's not just like a regular <laughs> off-the-shelf salad dressing. It's like from <laughs> some boutique store or something. And Oh, uh, right, like real fancy stuff. I guess. I mean, you know, yeah. it's still salad dressing at the end of the day, but uh, <laughs> it was a little bit nicer. <laughs> Caesar? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so oh, I mean... Right. This, I, I, I didn't know much about this kind of giving of uh you know giving gifts back after receiving stuff so this doesn't apply to me so even though i've been here 13 years but i've never i don't think i've ever received a gift from anyone to be honest well you've never been in the hospital yeah but not even that like from co-workers i mean you know maybe an omiyage or something but that's that's kind of different right like if you get omiyage as a as a group from someone that's been on vacation or something, you don't give back to that person. No, do you? Not for the omiyage, no. Unless it's right, okay. something yeah. really nice, or unless it's like from some girl at the office who you may like be attracted to, and she just gives you like a simple omiyage, like she gave everybody else, but you use it as an opportunity to kind of give her something back. Oh yeah, and then, and then start that off. Yeah, that's like the the Valentine's Day. And uh, she's like chocolates. Oh. 
Creepy Gaijin Ben is giving me gifts again. <laughs> um, but yeah, you've just, so that's pretty surprising. So another sign that Ben has not been in Japan long enough. Mm, and Isn't, even, uh, you know, Nenga Joe's the only time I've done the whole uh, exchanging of cards at least. But uh, yeah, I've given that up now. So that's going to make me even less Japanese. Well, then this next one, number four, which is very similar to number three, obviously does not apply to you. It says this one is you've been in Japan too long if you stockpile emergency presents. Yeah, never done that. I've never done this either. And I didn't, I don't, I, I will say that I don't know anyone who's ever done this before. Oh, okay. So this is the first time you've heard of it as well. Yeah, Japanese yeah. or foreign people. And this even goes as far as to say that, uh, you know, uh, some people, will keep a gift that they've received just to and never open it just to pass it on to uh <laughs> maybe another on the next occasion where you receive something and you don't have time to go buy a return gift so you just kind of pass on one i have gifts. done that <laughs> i'm guilty of that <laughs> with what chocolates or something or what? yeah yeah especially on, on valentine's day because i'm not really a big fan of chocolate um i don't mind it but, uh, but you know, on Valentine's Day, you receive a lot of it from co-workers and obviously girls that are kind of interested in you. And, and being a being an English teacher, I, I received a lot of gifts from students. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd kind of keep some of those and uh, hand them off on to, to other, other friends. Maybe, yeah, my wife or, you know... <laughs> <laughs> wait wait for white day <laughs> keep it for a month and then just pass it back yeah yeah don't don't unwrap it but if it looked real fancy then yeah I'd, I'd keep those ones but the ones that are kind of medium level i'd uh pass on to someone else do you at least um, take the card off so it doesn't say ben sensei oh shit i'm still thinking like, of you yeah i should have remembered to do that before <laughs> <laughs> or use the what's the white strip eraser thing that japanese people use because uh, we have tipex called? in england yeah i think it's called juicy tape or something yeah like yeah fixing maybe tape. i should mm. uh probably probably better not to use that all right probably just yeah use a new card stockpile that yeah you <laughs> <laughs> say tape <laughs> so this is all so, no, so none of us yeah. do this none of us do the stockpiling of emergency presents yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I'm, there's probably some Japanese people that do that, but most like return gifts are perishable items, you know. So I don't know how long you could keep them sitting around. Mm, well, I, I'm assuming chocolate is about what a month. I hope it's a month anyway. I uh, guess yeah, if it's like high class stuff, which is kind of like there, there, and you know, this is kind of something that's coming up soon. Uh, Valentine's Day hold chocolate giving culture and everything but yeah uh, time to hoard some more chocolate yeah in japan they have a lot of like uh chocolate boutique shops at all the department stores so you're not just getting like run-of-the-mill chocolates and sweets and everything i don't really remember if like in the u.s i mean in big cities and stuff i'm sure it's like that but you know there's obviously just like a lot of sweets and boutique chocolate stores in japan i don't really mm. remember if they have those in the u.s or not but yeah, I don't remember so much in uh, in England too, or maybe I was just not kind of mature enough to to buy fancy chocolates for for people. <laughs> it's more of a buying flowers, I guess, uh, back in those days. But yeah, chocolate's always a, a, f a fan favorite for for Japanese people, especially uh, the ladies. They love a chocolate. Mm. How about this uh, number five? You bow bow while while talking on the phone. 
Hmm. Yeah. So this is very common among Japanese people, right? Like I've seen my wife do this when she's talking on the phone, just the the, the bowing and. Uh, but you know, it's the same with similar to the, the driving, the driving tradition of when uh, when you uh, someone lets you pass or they let you into a lane, you do like a bow, and you even, I mean, some drivers even actually say like sumimasen and arigatouzaimasu, you know, when they're clearly not there. But on the phone, it's a bit different because all you can do is a gesture. But um, bowing while talking on the phone, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if I do that. I'm pretty sure I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, do that. I don't. I don't think I do that. I don't do that, but I definitely see people at the office doing it a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, about that driving thing, and I was kind of thinking about it after we recorded that episode about driving in Japan. Um, but it is incredibly easy to change lanes uh, or to kind of get out of a parking lot or something. Um, you know, like uh, in the U.S., like people <laughs> definitely do not want to let other people like into their lane, um, mm. especially if they've kind of like. Uh, come up from behind and the lane that was moving and then last second they try to get over into the lane that where everyone's been waiting <laughs> properly um yeah but in japan yeah, it's so really you easy it, yeah you know, let the the drivers are a bit more kind of lenient and let people in yeah so- i mean all you do is like turn on your blinker and uh, the car will kind of stop and let you get in usually i mean very rarely do people not let cars in even if they kind of like flew up from behind or something yeah yeah i've kind of seen it a couple of times where you know my friend's been driving and uh yeah they didn't get let into into a lane but yeah like you said it's pretty rare pretty rare to see that in japan so i guess the drives are just yeah better kinder kinder drivers Hmm. in japan compared to uh america and, and england and there's all and there's obviously a lot more road rage in our home countries which right. we did an episode about right with uh with matt yeah so mm. again I, I don't do this whole bow while talking on the phone somebody in the comments said that uh you know they had gone home and they were like um visiting and they had bought um travel insurance and then uh they had a problem and they had to call the japanese uh travel agency and uh they were sitting there talking japanese japanese and then when they finished and got off the phone and they turned around and like all their, you know, Western friends were laughing at them and you know, like he didn't understand why until he realized like he had been kind of bowing during the whole conversation on the phone with the Japanese uh, insurance company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can kind of see that happening, but Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, we we uh we both don't do that, right? But not yet. Yeah. So Maybe this one I guess we yeah, haven't been in Japan too long. Number mm. six is kind of similar and related though. Uh, waving your hand in front of your face to say no. There's a lot of these body gestures in Japan that are kind of very unique. Uh, definitely don't use the same ones in Japan. Ben, have mm. you ever waved your hand in front of your face to indicate no? <laughs> right, and and the gesture is kind of uh, in this, what's written in this article is, is uh, something that kind of means something smells and you're trying to waft it away of your hand. So yeah. that's kind of the gesture so if uh, listeners can kind of image that, imagine that. But uh, no, I, d- I don't do that. I uh, I sometimes do the the X though, the X with the, the with the two fingers, yeah, uh, in front of my in front of my face to mean no sometimes. <laughs> so that's quite a common one too, isn't it? Yeah, maybe these days. Yeah, what situation do you use your X? Like at the restaurant, and they ask you if they, you want something, and you're just like X. Doesn't that mean um, check, please? 
does it? Asking for the check? Put, yeah, an, you, an do, you do an X with your fingers. Oh, really? Yeah. And it means like bring the check. Huh. Uh, I have I heard that? I don't. Maybe it I does. Might, I, I might have just made that up or something. <laughs> <laughs> I have to double check that. <laughs> but, um, but no, I've I've done it to uh, I've done it to students when they're when they're talking uh, in class when they shouldn't be. I'll do like a little X, you know, try and get their attention. Do a little X to mean no, no talking. Um, and that's about it, really. Yeah, yeah. Students. I don't think I would do it uh, to anyone else. Like I wouldn't do it to a stranger, someone I didn't know. But uh, but it's quite common, right, to do the the hand waving. Yeah, I think I. But I don't do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't use it regularly. I, there might be some situations where I'm just kind of uh, casually saying, like, you know, I don't need dessert or something, kind of waving my hand. I don't think I do it, but I, I will. I do use the uh, karate chop to uh, <laughs> cut through people. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Especially like in the, the office. Yeah. The karate chop, yeah, yeah. I mean, when two people yeah, are talking, you know, it's really rude, obviously, in probably any culture to kind of, walking between them when they're talking. Uh, mm. But sometimes, you know, if one person's up against a desk or against a wall and you can't get by, you have no option yeah. but to go through, then uh, you got to do the little karate chop. Excuse me. Excuse me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people do that on the subway too when they want to get through to the to the doors if they've been sitting down and getting through a bunch of people. I've, I've seen that a lot. I've done it a couple of times, the karate chop. Yeah, not a, not too often. Like only if it's like super busy, then I'll... Then I'll employ it yeah i mean it it helps again it's like one of those things where it kind of smooths over the situation if you do something gesture wise or whatever to kind of you know right much better than just like plowing through people like like i've I've seen you know some people do back in in england where they'll just barge through and like elbow people out of the way um yeah i think the the old karate chop uh goes down a lot better <laughs> Yeah, so I will say this is kind of something I am guilty of. So maybe a sign that I've been in Japan too long. Right, right. All right, number seven. Uh, you pronounce Japanese words correctly even when speaking in English. So, for example, uh, karate, like saying karate, right? Instead of in Eng in, you know, in England, I used to always say karate. Yeah, and uh, karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, in Japan in real Japanese is karaoke. Yeah, karaoke. I, I think people who've listened to the podcast might know that I am a little bit of guilty. I think I you say, are. Yeah, I think I, I say karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I don't think I use this for like. I don't think I like correctly pronounce like all Japanese words. But for some reason, karaoke, I always say kind of that way. Just because karaoke, mm. karaoke to me sounds very very gaijin. Right. So, did you used to say karaoke before? Obviously, before you came to Japan, and then you kind of changed. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like I did, but when I hear karaoke, to me, karaoke is kind of like at the uh, you know the bar in the U.S. where it's just kind of like a regular bar, and there happens to be a karaoke machine, and some people are singing, and you're like, why is that person singing? You know, mm. at the bar, it's not really. And for me, karaoke is kind of like going out. In Japan, it's like a karaoke bar or something, karaoke bar ah, or something, you know. So, so you differentiate between the two. I think so in my head, but I don't know. <laughs> maybe I just sound like an idiot because I'm always saying karaoke, karaoke instead of karaoke. I don't know. Yeah. But this is one of those kind of, you know, katakana English as well, which kind of 
relates a bit to it, which I I hate, and I always have this problem when ordering pizza. Like a, I always go for、um, a super supreme, but for some reason, every time I say super supreme, <laughs> the <laughs> Japanese they don't they don't they don't get it. I'm saying it wrong because apparently it's、uh, super supreme or is it super supreme? It's one of the two, but one of them is a shoot, not a suit. <laughs> really, Even though they're both spelled with a suit. In English, I guess. So yeah, like a、um, couple of weeks ago, I I ordered delivery from Pizza Hut, and I was on the phone, and I was trying to order a Super Supreme, and just yeah, my missus was just like wetting herself with laughter, like like just yo, you're not saying it right, you're not saying it right, and and she kept she kept making me confirm it to the the guy on the other end of the phone to make sure that he knew what I was ordering because. Uh, the the time before that I ordered the Super Supreme, they delivered a pepperoni. <laughs> Why that's completely different, man. I know. I know. So so my missus was just like when I was on the phone, she's like, "Confirm, say it again, say it again." So I just kept saying, "Super Supreme, Super Supreme," and then, and then and the guy kept saying it back to me too. But because my missus was saying it to me as well, I was just like getting confused and yeah and but yeah, luckily it it came. Back as a super supreme. Are、thankfully. you sure it's super supreme? I think your wife might be pulling one on you, and she wants to hear you. Here you keep saying super supreme, super supreme. I don't know. Really, I've never ordered it, so I don't know. But Do you, so, would, like, if you did order it, how would you say it? Super supreme. Mm, yeah, I reckon you get it wrong. I reckon they'll <laughs>、oh, really? they send you a pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I gotta look it up. Yeah. All right. I'll start. I'll, I'll join your cause and start saying "super supreme." <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell does this guy want? <laughs> yeah. They're like,、oh, send you a shoe. It's Ben again. <laughs> <Yeah> . Send him his pepperoni. <laughs> this one.、Uh, the, the next one. You unconsciously throw up peace signs and photos. I remember this one actually being the book, and this is kind of you, Ben. Like when we're out drinking at a bar and stuff,、um, you know, a bunch of us、uh, guy friends well, are out drinking. Yeah, but well, someone I mean, pulls out their camera. You're, you're kind of usually the first to throw the peace sign and the duck lips. And no, my, my mine's the opposite. Mine's not the the peace sign. Mine's the reverse peace sign. The fuck you sign. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. But still with the duck lips, though, right? <laughs> the duck lips. <laughs> yeah. Which is、uh, yeah. It's been it's been a while since、uh, I've done that because、uh, yeah, man, I can't even remember the last time you know we've been out and taken photos because of、uh, the COVID situation, right? We haven't seen each other for a long time. Yeah, yeah I can't remember the last time I took a photo with any of my friends or anything. Yeah, but I- next time. Yeah, I'm gonna throw out the peace sign. I know. I think I know what、uh, why foreigners end up doing this. At least those who came over teaching English. It's because you get asked to take pictures a lot with sometimes attractive students, and、uh, you know they're all immediately throwing out the peace sign, and just kind of like. You know, just all happy that you've been in Japan for a few weeks, and some girls want to take a picture with you. So you're just kind of imitating what they do. I think that's kind of what develops a habit for foreigners a lot of the time. Yeah, and and you're just kind of following the crowd as as most people do. So if everyone is doing the peace sign, 
you don't want to be the only only schmuck that's not doing it right because you kind of feel a bit left out and you kind of look stupid in the photo as well if everyone's doing the same thing and there's old grumpy burke just like refusing to do it yeah i refuse <laughs> to do the v yeah, yeah. But that doesn't happen a lot, like even teaching at schools and stuff, at junior high schools, the young students want to take a picture and they're all throwing up the peace sign, just like you said. Yeah. You got to do I, it. I, ref- I refuse to do it. I don't do it anymore. Because <laughs> I, I, I kind of stopped myself. I stopped myself after about, I guess, five years of doing it. I was like, why am I doing this peace sign? It's stupid. Um, so, yeah, I just put my arms down by by my waist and look like a fool <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't uh, smile <laughs> to be honest i don't really remember throwing up the peace sign anytime recently so maybe it's been a while for me too but mm. just like you said i haven't had a lot of chance to take uh, photos so yeah yeah but i guess this one applied to me quite early on when i was in japan i did it for about the first three years just uh just because everyone everyone else was doing it mm. but now i make a point of not doing it yeah yeah a bit of a rebel try to be a rebel <laughs> Take a stand against peace. <laughs> Number nine. Do you have an Number impressive nine. collection of umbrellas in your home? Mm, we have we have quite a few. Like in my place now, like ever since I lived with my wife, I stopped having so many umbrellas. But when I lived by myself, I did have a lot of the, the cheap kind of 200 yen transparent umbrellas just because uh, I'd lose a lot and then I'd take some, take some home, um, go out, it would start raining, so I'd end up buying more and then they would accumulate at home so that you, you can almost never have enough umbrellas, I think, in Japan. Well, especially, I mean, it's, you know, a rainy country, so there are obviously a lot of time opportunities to use an umbrella. I mean, just like you were describing this article kind of described it that way. There's a lot of reasons why you have umbrellas building up. And then this article brought up a very good point. Like umbrellas are hard to dispose of. Like you don't really know when to throw them out or how Mm. to throw them out because of trash separation and everything. Like, you know, I don't even know if I'm hundred percent clear on how you do throw out an umbrella except for, unburnable trash you know yeah well i mean you see a lot of kind of broken umbrellas just in the just lying around the subway station just because uh you know maybe it's been like a real windy evening or something and someone's umbrella broke and they'll just leave it on a on a rail somewhere hanging so i've seen that quite a few times um but they have uh the the lost and found section have you ever been there before in the subway station uh, they have like hundreds of <laughs> umbrellas in there. <laughs> so if you never need one, just go there and get an umbrella. And then we just got seriously, the pile is ridiculous. They just got to keep it because it's someone's property, and <laughs> yeah, they don't want to yeah. throw someone's property out. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I have to hold them for like a couple of months before they can actually do something with it. Yeah. But it's all those the, the same cheap transparent umbrellas. That yeah, there. Yeah. So I think so, this one is pretty accurate. You know. I think a lot of yeah. people do get a collection of umbrellas. I don't know if it's necessarily a sign of being in Japan too long, because, again, I think it can happen at a pretty early stage in your life in Japan. Mm. I wonder why it doesn't happen in our home countries so much. Is it because umbrellas are kind of expensive? I've never really bought an umbrella in England before. Yeah, I don't really remember. I mean, in the U.S., like, uh, I think if you're living in the city and taking the subway and stuff like that, like, you have a big need for an umbrella. But again, in the U.S., like, so many people are just driving all the time that it's just mm. a matter of getting to your car. 
in the rain. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I think England's kind of the same. There's a uh, there's a lot of public transport, but I'm kind of surprised because it rains a lot in England. But I never remember having an umbrella. I think I was at a, a raincoat or something, or or I think they don't sell umbrellas so freely in England. Like you can't get them at the the local paper shop. Whereas in Japan, the the convenience stores, there's everything there. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and just walk in and buy an umbrella when it's raining. So, yeah, 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 four hundred yen sometimes. Uh, unless you go to a hundred yen shop or something, you can get one for a little bit cheaper. Yeah. How about mm. this last one on the list? People wearing shoes indoors grosses you out. So this one, uh, obviously, in Japan. The culture is to always take your shoes off when entering someone's house. Um, but when I was growing up um, in a Chinese family, we kind of do the same. We've always taken our shoes off, uh, so it's quite normal for me to do that. But a lot of my friends, I would say, not all of them, but the vast majority of them would keep their shoes on in their in their houses. Which, when I was growing up in England, I saw that that kind of grossed me out too because they would. Keep their shoes on in their bedroom, and even on their bed, they would keep their trainers on or something, and that kind of grossed me out a little bit. Yeah, that's definitely.、Uh, I remember being that way. And I mean, you know, we had a、uh, kind of Japanese tradition in that sense of taking off our shoes、uh, at our own house as well.、Uh, but yeah, it was always kind of weird. I mean, most of my friends like there, even when they wore shoes inside, there was usually like some rooms they wouldn't go in with their shoes on. Like maybe、mm. one room or something, but yeah, it was、uh, definitely. I mean, in Japan, you don't really see people anywhere indoors with their shoes on. So this article is kind of mentioning like seeing it on TV kind of surprises you when you see people wearing shoes and stuff, or maybe just like you're talking about thinking back,、uh, you know, about people wearing their shoes back in your home countries. But、um, so yeah, I can kind of see how this、uh, would indicate someone's been in Japan too long if they kind of start to feel this way. Mm, yeah, like if you're watching,、uh, yeah, like it's still like a TV show or drama,、um, especially like an American sitcom or something, and they're in their living room or bedroom、uh, with their outdoor shoes still on, or they don't they don't change the shoes anyway. And yeah, and, and you you do notice it, you do notice it a lot once you've、uh, been living in Japan a long time. Yeah, and this uh, this uh, last one kind of、uh, you know. Pushed me or、uh, made me think of some of my own ideas、uh, for when people have been in Japan too long. Signs of being in Japan too long. And Ben, I kind of wanted to ask you、uh, if, if any of these apply to you. All right, do it. Well, this first one is kind of similar to the last one on that list.、Uh, you have slippers in your toilet room, but you live by yourself. So like, <laughs> when you were single, so in Japan they have、uh, people have、uh, slippers specifically to wear in the room with the toilet because you don't want to be tracking, I guess, everything from the toilet around the rest of the house.、Um, mm. So Ben, did you ever have、uh, slippers in your toilet room in your apartments, even though you were living by yourself? <laughs>、uh, I actually, even now, now that I live with my wife, we don't have toilet slippers, and I've. Never had them when I was living by myself either. Yeah, we have yeah. them now because、uh, my wife.、Uh, I mean, she has them too. But、um, yeah, I mean, they're kind of to me personally, they're a bit of a burden to have to worry about another pair of slippers. And then you think about it, and those slippers are still getting the same stuff that the floor is getting, and you're like putting your feet in the slippers. So I don't really understand the 
point of uh, toilet room slippers in Japan, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. So you've only started doing it since you've been, what, living with your wife in your new place? Yeah, exactly. So when I was living alone. But I would say, if you ever go to someone's uh, foreigner's place and they have slippers in the toilet room, but they live by themselves, I think they've kind of crossed the line into being in Japan a little bit too long. Mm, mm. Right. How I'm about to... uh, another one? Uh, another one, yeah. You address your foreign workers with son when you see them on the street. <laughs> so you'd be like, hey, Ben son, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. So is it all your friends or just your foreign friends or Japanese friends only? No, it'd be like, uh, it, it'd be foreign coworkers. So like when you're at work, like maybe you would address them with son <laughs> just because you're like doing it at work. Cause you're like, <laughs> yeah. Then like maybe you go out and you bump into them on the street. And you're still like, hey, Benson, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, uh, no, I don't think I've ever done that. I mean, if I have done that, it would definitely be tongue-in-cheek. But, uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't done that before. And I've, I've done it at work. I've definitely done it at work before. If I'm with my foreign co-workers and we're in a group of with Japanese people around as well, then I would, uh, you know, uh, kind of address them as son oh chris or chris sensei you know um when right. i'm talking about him with japanese people um so yeah yeah like e- even at the even at the dojo actually um when if i'm talking about you uh to a japanese uh fellow juterio i say porta son oh really yeah because if, if i just said port i don't know if, i think if i just said porter i wonder if they would know they would know right i think so because a lot of them actually yeah. just do call me Porta, so maybe they're just oh, like, okay. ah, Ben is very respectful of uh, mm, Porta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does anyone call you, like, Porta-san to your face, like at the dojo? Uh, I'm trying to, I don't really remember. I don't think so. I think most people just call me Porta. Maybe just mm. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. My senpai. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so that was another one. So, yeah, I don't think a lot of people do. But I used to have a coworker that did this all the time. I'm like, dude, just call me Burke, man. I'm like, not a, like anyway, so it was pretty annoying. I don't know why Burke I did son. it. Um, but he had been in Japan longer than I was. So I uh, kind of was like right. a sign he'd been here too long. Did uh, you call him back, uh, address him back with son as well or kun? I did, as stupid <laughs> as it was. I'm just like, all right, I guess we just do this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Play along. Exactly. Uh, the last mm. one, I think it was from that book that I got. Uh, but I see this pretty often. Uh, you w- use the word yosho like regularly <laughs> when you're like uh, by yourself getting up or something. You're like, oh, yosho, right. or something, you know? I, I do notice um, a few of my friends doing that who have been in Japan for a long time, definitely longer than me. So I've been here 13 years and maybe friends that have been here like 15 plus years, I've noticed that they do that when they're like getting up from a seat or uh yeah getting out of a car door yosh yeah yeah um, picking up something I've, heavy. yeah i've started doing that too especially um sitting down like when i'm sitting down into a seat sometimes i do that when you're sitting down into the seat yeah yeah is man that, that's like that weird that's total uh like japanese ojisan <laughs> language yeah. there sitting down it's like <laughs> Oosh, yeah. <laughs> settling into a seat or something right yeah yeah exactly yeah. like getting comfortable 
the noise to get comfortable. Yeah, so you've、mm. not only been in Japan too long, but you're now turning into a Japanese <laughs> Oji-san. Yeah, <laughs> after thirteen years. Yeah, how about yourself? I think I do use it,、uh, but I mean, even like my kids like are using it, so I'm kind of like maybe picking it up from them or something.、Mm. So、uh, what? So what do they use it for? They use it for like, like let's go kind of thing. Yosh. Uh, Yosh. no, it's usually like when I'm not even saying kind of, it right, am I? Am I even saying it right? Yosh. I mean, people say it different ways, you know. Like sometimes you、mm. hear the end of it, sometimes uh just the first half or something.、Mm. Uh, my daughter uses it when she's kind of like, I mean, it's really cute. She doesn't use it all the time, but when she's picking something up while she's cleaning things up or something, you know.、Mm, so. Right. Yeah. Like lifting up heavy boxes. Yeah, I, I do it then. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people at work say it too. Like after they've just finished working on something for a long time. And、they've like finished it and they're ready to show they want to move on to the next thing. They're like, "Yosh, yeah, I've done it." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think yeah, it's kind of something I use. But、uh, anyways, yeah, some things that came to mind might be a sign of people being in Japan too long.、Mm, nice. What, what was、uh, what was this book that you、uh, that you got given about these things that you mentioned? Oh, it's like、Do、a you comic. The name book. of the book?、Uh, I think it's、uh, you know you've been in Japan too long or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a comic book.、Uh, yeah, it was like a Kinokuniya, one of the bookstores.、Uh, but then somebody gave it to me. It was visiting from Tokyo.、Um, mm. But yeah, it was like a you know similar to this list, like twenty things or something, comically il- illustrated and stuff. So awesome, awesome. Well, we yeah, we、uh, I think we went through quite a few. We went through ten from this article, and then、uh, you had your three from、uh, from that book. So I think we covered a lot of. Things that might make you think if you've been in Japan too long, or not too long, but for a long time, and you've adopted a lot of their、uh, mannerisms or、uh, customs, especially. Yeah,、uh, picking yeah, up、so、the local customs. I, I would、right, say、right. this is like a sign of people being in Japan too long, or just like you said,、uh, if you've married a Japanese person, then obviously a lot of the culture comes into your life as well. Right, right, and a lot of them.、Uh, I mean, none of them are really bad. I think most of them seem to be pretty good, actually. You know, like a a benefit to to yourself. You know, they're not like bad habits. They seem to be quite good ones. Yeah. So Ben, don't hate the peace sign, man. You can start throwing <laughs> that up again. <laughs> yeah, that's the only one I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And、uh, if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and rating on、uh, Apple Podcasts. Hopefully, five stars if you really liked us or. If you didn't, then、uh, yeah, one star. Keep listening. Maybe we'll have something that、uh, you will like. All right. Okay, one. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by the Red House,、uh, located in the heart of Rizutsu Ski Resort, just across the main road, and it's behind the Seiko Mart convenience store. Um, in Rizutsu, the restaurant features a mix of Japanese, Asian fusion, and Western-style dishes, including shabu-shabu with wagyu beef and Hokkaido wagyu beef steak. Open winter and summer, 12 to 3 p.m. for lunch, 5 to 9 p.m. for dinner, with prices ranging from under 1,000 yen to about 5,000 yen. Check out the the new website, theredhouse.jp. They've just had a revamp. With、uh, lots of new features and stuff, so yeah, check it out whenever you are in Rizutsu Ski Resort area.